Welcome to Bride to Have Been. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Like many others, I was a bride-to-be, planning to marry my best friend in front of our loved ones, our tribe of 150 people. Needless to say, the pandemic upended the Pinterest-perfect wedding I had planned. From 150 to seven guests, I had the most unexpected dream wedding. But not all brides and wedding professionals have had the same experience. Join me as I uncover the reality of this new normal in the wedding industry. Hey, Bride to a Ben Tribe. Welcome back for another episode. Today, we have Elena DiVaniro, a 2021 bride who has been engaged since December 2018. Elena and her fiance, Shane, decided on a long engagement so they could take time saving to pay for most of their wedding but also enjoy the process of planning their wedding with as little stress as possible. By the time the pandemic hit, Elena and Shane had most of their wedding already planned and vendors semi-paid for. Knowing their wedding wasn't going to be for another year, the two of them continued to plan their wedding with their original vision in mind. Not to mention, they took this year to check off a few big items off their list, like purchasing a home and becoming puppy parents. As we head into 2021, reality has sunk in that Elena and Shane's fairly baked out wedding plans might be shaken up by the pandemic. The good news, these two are mentally prepared to just go with the flow. Elena, so wonderful to have you today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I know, I know. For all the listeners, Elena is actually the sister of one of my coworkers. So Jenna, shout out to Jenna because I just love her. <laughs> so you better be listening to this. Just kidding. <laughs> my, my number one fan. <laughs> my only fan. <laughs> so before we dive in, I imagine things are changing as we speak as literally we just entered 2021. But I kind of want to first start off with how you and Shane first met. Square one. Yeah, we met six, seven years ago in 2014 through a mutual friend. He went to college. It's really just, he's from Brooklyn and I was in Queens and I guess we were bound. We had a lot more mutual friends than we realized once we met. So we were maybe bound to meet each other eventually. Nice. I love it. So you guys met your friends at first. At what point in your friendship were you like, oh, I think we might actually like each other on a more romantic level? It was actually one night, maybe six or seven months after we met at this bar McFadden's in the city that we used to always go to. That's where like we had our first kiss and our story started there. So it's always like a joke in our friend group because that's like the number one dive bar in the city that's like nothing fancy, nothing special, but it's our bar. So that's where it started. I love a good dive bar, right? (laughs) And when we met... Jane wasn't even 21, so because I'm two years older than him, so he like shouldn't have even been in that bar, but <laughs> he was. That's awesome. Good old dive bar. Do you guys go there to celebrate ever? I don't know on your anniversary or anything. I actually wanted to take our engagement photos there, but we never got around to it. We used to go there a lot more often when he was still in college. It was like a frat bar, so yeah, we would always wind up there. We haven't been there in a while, but. It was a place for every holiday, every big night out. We would always wind up there. Yeah. We'll get back there for those photos. (laughs) If it's in my wedding dress, we'll do it eventually. Perfect. You should definitely do it in your wedding dress. (laughs) People will love it. So how did you know, when in your relationship did you know Shane was the one? 
I guess we're dating for about two years and it was just so comfortable. It was always like that after that first day, it was just, we felt like we were together forever. Like we had been together forever. So I guess about two years into dating, I started badgering him with the marry me (laughs) every other day and then every day. But again, like I said, I'm two years older than him. So I was always on a faster track. But yeah, I would say that once we started dating, it was just like we'd been together forever. So I think we both knew that this is where the relationship was going. Like we were in it for the long haul. But I think about two or two, two years into our relationship, we started talking about marriage like slowly and quietly. I would just throw it in a conversation or subtly, not so subtly drop hints and show pictures of wedding dresses and I have magazines. I always loved, I'm sure like most brides that you talk to and most little girls growing up have always dreamed of that big wedding. So I always have. And the more we started talking about it, then we started talking more seriously about it. But it just always felt like this is what was meant for us. Yeah. I do want to dive in in a second about your dream vision of your wedding because personally, I wasn't that person that had my dream vision for some reason. I don't know why that was the case, but I have many friends that did have that experience. And so I can't wait to hear what your your dream vision was. But I do want to hear how he proposed to you. So in December of 2018, usually around the holidays, we both pick a day to get to do something like it'll be my decision or my choice where we're going to go. And then maybe the next weekend, he'll pick a fun like holiday activity or whatever we decide to do. So he chose to go to a restaurant in downtown Brooklyn under the bridge. And it was a little fancier than we usually do. Good thing I wore nice shoes and nice coat. <laughs> and we had this late afternoon lunch dinner. And I knew he was nervous and I didn't know why. And I remember at one point, he probably wanted to kill me during dinner. I like picked up his hand. And I'm like, why are you so sweaty? What are you nervous about? Are you okay? <laughs> He's just sitting there silent. Like nothing, it's fine. And he kept checking his phone. So after we ate, we walked down to the carousel under the bridge down in Brooklyn. And he took me over by the water. And again, I was totally oblivious. And I was like, well, let's take a selfie. And I'm trying to turn around to get the bridge in the background. He's just like putting my phone down. He's like, not now. <laughs> He's like, we'll take a picture later. And then he got on one knee and I don't remember a thing he said, but he proposed there under the bridge. Oh my gosh. I love it. And what I also love is that because you had been subtly dropping hints, the fact that you weren't getting the cues of the sweaty palms during the dinner, like in his nervousness, that it didn't trigger for you, like, oh, he might be proposing to me. So it was also a few days before Christmas. And I know every time we'd ever talk about getting engaged, Shane was always like, oh, holiday proposals are so corny, like it's so predictable. I would never do it. So I was thinking, okay, Christmas is in three days. I'm sure it'll happen after or who knows, but it just wasn't on my mind. Yeah. Sounds like he probably did that as a decoy to get you not to assume that it was happening around then. No, it was. He had a great plan and I had no idea. He had my sister and my best friend were actually there. And after he proposed, I saw them running towards me with the camera. So they actually got it all. They got really great photos and captured the day, which I'm so glad that that was part of the plan. So he put a lot of thought into it and it was a really special day. I love it. 
All right. So let's let's hear about this dream wedding vision you had. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. I guess aside from just like saying most little girls always dream of it, I went to FIT and I studied fashion merchandising. So I was always in the fashion world and just always reading magazines and keeping up with trends and things like that. So I guess the the romance of weddings and brides was something I was drawn to while in school and working in the fashion industry. And I just love all pretty things and romantic. And I had Pinterest boards for years and I've been collecting bridal magazines and cutting things out of magazines for years. And my mom is really into it. And my sister, like it's something fun that we were always looking at together. So I just have always, maybe didn't know exactly specifically what I would want my wedding to be like, but I always knew I have a big family and I always knew I wanted to be a big party as many people as we could have there and just something special. I've always knew the kind of dress I wanted and the colors. Like usually when I get something in my head, it kind of sticks. So over the years I can build on it, but something would always catch my eye in a, in a store or a magazine and I would put it away and save it for later. But it's, I guess, just the idea of that big fancy once in a lifetime day that you don't really ever get to experience again, that I just always thought it was so special and I always looked forward to it. Yeah. I am eager to hear what's happening as we're heading into 2021, but I am curious. So when the pandemic started in March, God, I can't believe we're almost, it's almost a year. So when that all started, knowing your wedding was in 2021, were you feeling like we're going to be totally fine? Yeah. I mean, since we got engaged in December of 2018, even though we originally planned to have a little bit of a longer engagement anyway, I jumped in on the planning and Shane and I were able to just bang out everything. We had most of our vendors booked and we were paying for them and we pretty much got the big stuff out of the way pretty soon. So I had this whole timeline. I had this Google doc, everything was organized by month, things I needed to do. And I was on track for what needed to be done if I was getting married in April of 2021. So when March came, like you said, we figured, I'm sure so many other brides in my shoes have that in a year from now, from then, we wouldn't really be as worried or or dealing with this anymore. And even up until November and December, we kept telling ourselves next year, we'll worry about it. Next year, we'll worry about it. And now it's next year. But we really, I guess because we did have so much already planned and done, we knew we weren't going to have to scramble for too much anyway. So it wasn't really a worry for us. And we knew we couldn't control it anyway. So there was no point in freaking out until we had to. (laughs) So it was never really a thought in our minds. Did you plan the wedding yourself or are you working with a wedding planner during all this? It's all me and Shane. Shane's super into it too. So it's all us. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you find that it's been easier for you to just have full control over talking to all the vendors and so forth? Yeah. I think it's because I have such a specific vision that I would prefer to have that control. Being home, actually working from home has been helpful because I live on Long Island, so I'm able to just, if I have to go to a meeting or an appointment, I can just run there during the week. But I like to have my hands in it all and and know that it's all going to be exactly what I want or Shane and I want. So I've enjoyed this process so much. We're having a lot of fun with it. That's awesome. Also, plug in in something we're going to talk about in a bit, but Elena does work for The Knot. 
worldwide. And so she lives and breathes all things weddings. So we'll have her elaborate a little bit more on that. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. As you know, Julian and I still manage to have a dream wedding, even though we had to do a lot of bobbing and weaving to make it happen during the pandemic and ended up celebrating with just our immediate families. But of course, we did truly miss celebrating with our entire tribe. In order to give our peeps a way to celebrate us, we asked them to send audio recordings of their love, support, and advice for our relationship. The recordings were produced, edited, spiced up with music, and packaged as a gift pod, our own personal podcast that we can now listen to on our anniversary or whenever we just want to feel loved. GiftPod is giving every guest on the podcast a free gift pod and is offering our listeners 10% off. You can apply it to a wedding package or you can use it to give a gift pod for any occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a celebration of life. Go to giveagiftpod.com and use promo code COVIDBRIDES. All right. I still want to hear more about your story. So where are things right now for you guys? Like how we kept saying, oh, we'll worry about it next year. Now it's next year. It's 2021. And there's a few other things just happening with our families and the state of the pandemic and the world and everything that kind of is on our plate. We decided yesterday we're going to postpone the big church ceremony and reception to January of 2022. We're still planning on getting married in April. We're trying to plan just some kind of small ceremony, legally married kind of thing, and then maybe a dinner with just like our bridal party or closest family. But we wanted to keep that date because it's still special to us. But with the wedding that we want and the people we want here and just everything that we had planned, we felt like it'd be better to push it. Yeah. Especially because you had that dream vision. I, I feel like you want to see it come to life at some point in time. Yeah. And we, we just put so much money and work and thought into planning this big wedding. We have so many family and friends that would be coming in from different places that we really, we didn't want to sacrifice that. The whole point of this special day isn't really for us. It's for our family and our friends. Like We want to share that celebration with them and it wouldn't be the same without that. So we figured, what's the rush? We've already waited two and a half years. We can wait another year. Yeah. And I love that you, you're you still going to move forward with the wedding in April. I'm curious, are you guys planning to use a totally different church or are you able to use the same church you had originally? I think what we're going to do is just get legally married in the eyes of the state. And I don't know if that's the last part of this plan. We had to work with all our vendors first to make sure we could even push everything. But it looks like what we'll do is just legally get married, maybe do some kind of courthouse, just little thing just to commemorate the day. But we'll probably look into some local restaurant or somewhere that we'll be able to have safely as many people as we can just to still mark the day. Yeah, that's nice. How has uh, just communicating with your vendors, did you run into any issues? We called our venue first. And they actually only had, if we wanted to postpone for 2021, they only had one date in June and one date in July available. That were Saturdays. So the next dates that they had available were in January. And luckily, when we called all of our other vendors, they were available on every, almost every Saturday in January. 
So then we were able to choose, but it was a lot smoother than I thought. It was really like, I think I blacked out for an hour while I was calling everybody, but it worked out. So I'm glad. That's great to hear. And in terms of contracts wise and cost of pushing it, did anyone charge you more or were all your vendors pretty flexible? No, they, they've been great. I think our hair and makeup team might charge us. It was like a hundred dollar fee just to move the date. And I know when I spoke to the venue, they had mentioned that if we were going to move forward in April, because our minimum for our venue is 150 people. So they are still having events. I think most of the venues on Long Island still are having Mm -hmm. events, but with the 50 person restriction in New York, they have to charge more per person just to open the place up and put the lights on. So they were going to have to charge us more if we went forward with the April wedding with 50 people. But luckily moving it to January, we can stick with the original contract. You said minimum of 150 people. That is a gigantic venue. It is. It's called the Millerage Inn. It's the cottage at the Millerage Inn. And it's this really beautiful, it's a one wedding at a time venue. And it's up on this hill and it's all glass windows and it's big. <laughs> but we do have, I mean, the list that we put together originally is 250 people. So we were assuming that we would hit our minimum anyway. But even just imagining the 50 people in this room that could hold 350 people, it just seems silly. We still want the wedding, but thinking about it like that and just having this big empty room with people who couldn't get up. I mean, the other restrictions are like, no dancing, no bars, no cocktail hour. So in this giant room, it would look a little silly with four tables of people not speaking to each other. Oh my gosh. You're, you're bringing me back to when we were trying to make our decision in 2020 of what to do. And I remember our venue saying, you can have your ceremony with 100 people, but then after that, you can't have a reception or anything. And and I was like, that just seems so crazy. I just send them all home. <laughs> yeah, to be like, hey, drive five hours to our venue and then literally watch us get married for 30 minutes. So yeah, I can relate in in how you were feeling of, okay, 50 people in this massive this venue. In terms of, you had mentioned to me, I think a lot of us brides can relate, is around what's thrown you off around this pandemic and and the wedding and changing things around is like the wedding diet because I think all of us get on the <laughs> kick right before we get married and I am so guilty of it. I was like hardcore, like workout every single day. I would love for you to just elaborate more on that because I think a lot of us can relate to you on this topic. Yeah. I mean, as of March, 2020, I was ready for that wedding dress. <laughs> it was a little big on me when it came in, but I, I just think with being home and our lives were literally flipped upside down. I've been working from home before my fiance and I bought our house. We were just kind of like displaced. I was at my parents' house. He was, he had to choose where he was going to stay because his family is in Brooklyn, but we couldn't be going back and forth with if he was going to work and and seeing people. So it was just such a, a confusing time and it threw our routines in the garbage. Like we couldn't go to gyms anymore. Living with my family, I wasn't cooking the way that I was cooking for myself or, or prepping meals or anything like that. And after a while, it was just like, whatever. <laughs> Throw it out the door. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whatever. If the dress fits, it fits. If it doesn't, oh well. <laughs> 
Totally. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because one thing that I remember, I was like, okay, one, I'm going to get married this year, but two, I got to get that dress on. Like, I have to wear my dress then. I was like, because I've been working my butt off for the last like nine months that I was like, if I don't get married now, I don't think I'm going to fit in this dress. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I kept looking at the calendar. I'm like, okay, six months. Okay, five months. Right now, I'm on like four months. I'm like, if I get married in April, I still might be okay. But staying home and working from home, it's been such a completely different experience than I thought it was. It, it has its ups and downs and and positives and negatives. But even just forcing yourself to be active, like I'm not walking to the train anymore. It's little things like that that you realize when you're home, you can snack all day and run to the store if you want to get something, and it's not ideal. <laughs> But 2021, new year, new me, right? That's what we all say. <laughs> well, nobody can see you, but I can, and you look fabulous. So, <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, it is what it is. We all had to go through this year together. I know. So from a mental health standpoint, have you had any challenges or have you and Shane been pretty positive and like, it's okay, we'll just kind of go with the flow? Shane's really easy. He's laid back and I guess a little bit more open to change and and just things happening. I had a moment in the beginning of lockdown, maybe like April, or I was just, I guess, thinking of everything all at once and, and freaking out a little bit, but I let it pass. And like I said, we knew we couldn't control this. So we realized that there was no reason to worry about it or to freak out. It's good. I think a lot of us brides can relate to that freak out. I think most of us have had at least one or two mental breakdowns. Are you still going to do invites for the small crew that you're planning to have come to the April celebration? Yeah, I'll probably do a a little postcard or or small. I love invitations and sending things through the mail. So any excuse to put something together and send it out. And I've also been keeping everything, our engagement party invitations and and thank you notes just as a scrapbook thing. So I think it's another way that we can document this crazy experience that we're having and send something out to everybody. Cause we're also thinking we're going to need to send out, we sent out save the dates for our April wedding. So we might send something as a little change the date to let everybody know that we're not doing the April big wedding. It's a brilliant idea saving all that stuff because my photographers asked me for all my little details to take a photo at the wedding, which I did not have them at all. I was like, what details do you need from me? (laughs) Where I was like trying to scramble, trying to find things. So you're clearly planning ahead. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, nailing it. All right. I I do want to ask you just a little about working at The Knot right now during this pandemic, obviously. From what I know, at least with The Knot, I use The Knot to find my vendors and searching for venues and so forth. Can you share with us just a little bit how business has been impacted by the pandemic given, I don't even know what percentage at this point of weddings have been delayed and and postponed, but just curious to hear from your perspective. Yeah. I mean, I started working for The Knot in March, actually, the week before lockdown. No, it was the week, the first week that we were in lockdown in New York. So I never even got to work in the office. But when I was interviewing and and gearing up to work there, I was so jazzed because I'm like, this is it. This is, I'm going to get everything I need for my wedding. Every insider, anything I could ever want is going to be in this office. And I haven't even been there, but (laughs) it's great for me 
as someone who loves weddings and, and all things bridal and also being a bride just to see the other side of what's happening. I know that the pandemic impacted so many businesses and we definitely saw it. I work in digital sales. So we saw a lot with our advertisers just stopping campaigns and in March and April, it was really rough. I think everyone was confused to know what brides wanted to see because brands were really cautious to promote the really great, wonderful things about weddings when no one could have that. But then on the other hand, it's do we continue to show all the destination weddings and honeymoons and all the fun things to bring the spirits up and give everyone some hope and some things to look forward to. So it was a really tricky time with all of our advertisers. No one really knew what to do. I think the travel business took the biggest hit from what, just from what I could see in my experience with our advertisers. It looks like it's starting to come back. I think it's a little safer to travel and people are at least starting to plan a little bit more. So our our travel advertisers are hopeful, (laughs) a little bit more hopeful. But I think after the, the first few months where everyone was really just panicking, the not really did a great job of changing the conversation of what we were posting and just making it an open forum. I know that there's you can have live chats with our team on the website or, or there's a hotline that you can call where it's basically if you need help with a vendor or something, just anything, the resources that are available are endless. So we really just took this and ran with it and created more of like a, a helpful community of tips and tricks and what other people are doing and inspiration and just the light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, everyone is dealing with this together right now. And all of the articles that are posted and and our social media is just showing real brides and real weddings. And it's nice to see that the advertisers are still 2021 and 2022 are still on their radar. That's good. And from a bride or just a couple's perspective, leveraging the knot as a resource during this time, it's great to hear that you guys have established a form of communication and a community like we're trying to build too is is how to help people that are trying to do this whole wedding planning during the pandemic. So have you guys noticed just feedback from couples in general on it all? Yeah, even just looking through our social posts and seeing feedback and comments of, of real people, it, who the content, it's resonating with them. And, and what we post it is, is reaching real people and it means something to people. I know from what I've seen, it's been nothing but positive feedback. I think The Knot is really great at posting and, and advertising things that reach everyone and resonate with every different kind of person and bride and groom and whoever's planning this big day and it's sensitive and it's not, it's funny and it's serious, but it has to be light too, because you have to laugh about it (laughs) because it's so crazy. You just have to laugh. So it's nice to see that like we've been able to translate all of those feelings in, in what we do and everyone appreciates it. That's nice. I appreciate you sharing just like your insider perspective of everything going on because it's just something I've been thinking about with biz- businesses that are helping the bridal industry non-pandemic and how you guys are trying to continue to do that during the pandemic. So it sounds like your company is doing great work on their front. So shout out to the <laughs> Yeah, I'm very proud um, to work for them. It's a great company. As we just wrap up our 
conversation. One last question I always ask our brides is that, is there something you've learned or valued during the wedding planning process as just things are constantly shifting with the pandemic? I think Shane and I both took away from this whole thing is just that things happen and they're going to happen whether we want them to or not. So not to take anything too seriously and not to worry about anything too much. Some things are not worth stressing over. And as much as we want this huge, beautiful, perfect wedding, and as much as we wanted to have it in April, the pandemic probably taught all of us being stuck at home away from family and and watching people we know and love get sick and just not knowing what's going to happen, that we have to cherish the day and, and be happy with what we have. And if we can't get that big wedding, then we don't have it. And if January 2022 rolls around and I don't even want to say that we're still stuck in this situation, but if we are, then we are. Yeah. So I think we definitely learned to just take it all in stride and we have each other and we have our puppy in our house and we're happy and we're healthy and that's all we can hope for. Well, it's a good outlook and so excited. Your puppy is adorable. I've seen your Instagram posts. I just want to cuddle that little nugget. We figured if we weren't going to have a wedding, we can get a dog in the meantime. <laughs> right? Still working on that with Julian. It's not working. Help me, everybody. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time. If you're home, this is the time. Because potty training is not easy. <laughs> oh, I bet. Rumor has it's like having a child or a baby. 100%. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, Elena, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm excited that you still are going to have some sort of celebration and getting, locking it in, tying the knot, no pun intended, but intended in April. And then I can't wait to see how the bigger celebration pans out in 2022, which is weird to say 2022 as well. Yeah, I know. When we pushed the date back, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're like, what year? What year is that? But yeah, we're, we're hopeful. So thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Follow me on social media at Bride to Have Been and please send me or DM me your COVID wedding stories if you're interested in being featured on the podcast. Bride to Have Been is brought to you by GiftPod and produced by StudioPod. Edits were made by Notolab. Special thanks to Gary Oakland for providing this track. Subscribe, rate, and share with your fellow brides.